3: Tell me how much more suffering Before you see the face of God Tell me how much more suffering Before you see the face of God All my eyes are blind from crying Don't know how many more tears I've got God is the devil Until you look him in the eye They say God is the devil Until you look him in the eye well, I can barely lift my head up and Sometimes I don't even want to try thank you
1: hello again welcome back to perfectly good podcast the only podcast on the internet where we are counting down every john hyatt song in alphabetical order i am jesse jackson joining me as always is sylvan groth sylvan how are you doing today
0: Been looking high and low and feeling pretty good today. How about you, Jesse?
1: I am feeling good today. We are talking an interesting song (laughs) that I'm curious how we're going to end up on ratings on this one. Mm -hmm. This could be a fun discussion. By the way, we're starting a new letter today. We wrapped up the E's last week and now we are on an F boy the letters are just falling dominoes Dominoes, yes Yes.
0: five down and many more to go thankfully because i'm enjoying this journey so much
1: oh absolutely so you want to tell us a little bit about our song tonight
0: Sure. Just the facts about Face of God. This is the third song that we've discussed from Terms of My Surrender, which was John's seventh album on New West. It was produced by Doug Lancio and recorded and mixed in Nashville. The musicians on this album include Kenny Blevins, Nathan Gary, Doug Lancio and Brandon Young, who was also a tour manager and sound engineer. And it just happened today that as I was getting my notes together, a news item popped up that Brandon Young has a brand new project that he is doing with his wife. The project's out or band I guess you could call it although it's a duo I believe is called Bowen Young and I really encourage people to figure find that and give them a listen their album was also produced by Doug Lancio so there's many seals of approval and connections they're currently touring Australia but hopefully they'll come over to the U.S. again and we'll get a chance to see them live so a little bit of a sidebar there but just to round up just the facts Back in October 2011, John was a little bit more active on social media than he has been in recent years. And he posted that Nathan Gary had a kind of trial by fire because he just showed up at an Ann Arbor gig and played for the first time with the combo and fit right in. And I think he was a lovely addition to the musical sound on this album. And Terms of My Surrender is a great one from start to finish, but. We're not talking about albums. We're talking about songs. So that wraps up just the facts for Face of God for me.
1: Very nice. I wanted to mention one of the covers you had for us was someone doing this on a, a ukulele, right?
0: Thank you so much. I did forget all about that. Yes. There weren't a lot of covers, but there was one and I even reached out and thanked the person for posting it. I do not know what their actual name is, but the posting name was Pubrizzer. Six-year-old video of someone playing on a ukulele, which I was very jealous of because I can't get two sounds out of my ukulele. (laughs) I've got bad and bad out of my ukulele.
1: I wanted to share the reason I brought this up is way back in episode number 167 on Set Lusting Bruce, years ago, I had a I had a Jim Bogia, B-O-G-I-A, who does nothing but Springsteen songs. He was doing a show called Bruce Off Broadway. And he did all of Bruce's songs on a ukulele. Wow. And so the episode actually has, I added him doing a song and we had a great discussion about what songs work on a ukulele. won't, which ones don't. It was, this was when Bruce was doing Broadway the first time. And so that's why he called it Bruce Off-Broadway. And it is J-I-M-B-O-G-G-I-A. If you want to Google him on YouTube, you'll see him doing some Bruce songs. I don't know if he's ever done a John song on ukulele or not, but that was a fun discussion. I don't normally talk about my SLB episodes, but I thought since the ukulele connection, I'd do that.
0: And when I tried to attempt ukulele, the instructor promised the class that you can't have a sad song on a ukulele, which I, I would challenge in the broader sense. But it is interesting that it did give this song, which could be interpreted as blues or a little melancholy, a, a yeah. different tune. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I really liked that. I, I liked his version of it. I'm a big fan. Of- The why am I drawing a blank on Amanda Palmer, Amanda Effing Palmer, uh, does a ukulele and she has this song about play your ukulele. And so she's I I think it's a really fun instrument. And when people when I was at a book signing, she had this book that was really wonderful about her lives. And she was in Austin. Um, People brought ukuleles for her to sign, which I thought was really cool. All right. All right. We are going to come back. We are going to talk about the lyrics in this one. We're going to talk about the musical themes. And I hope you come back.
2: Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Go to PantheonPodcast.com
0: slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win.
1: And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package.
0: And guess
3: what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S.
1: All right. You came back. Thank you. We appreciate it. So, Sylvan, I'm going to let you start. Give me your thoughts on the song.
0: I have to confess my limitations, my prejudices, let's call them, that anytime the G word comes up, it makes me as a former Unitarian Universalist and also recovering Catholic get a little nervous. and. There's definitely some religious themes, obviously. How can we deny that? And John himself was a former altar boy and talks a lot about Catholic imagery, less so as his years went on. I think they were very prevalent in some of his early albums and his demos before he was officially signed. So it's interesting that came out here all the way in 2011, but yeah, it's also, I think, a very stripped down, very Americana, very blues song that you could almost imagine someone from the 1930s singing. And that definitely plays with those simple string instruments that we were just talking about. But I, I think we can just dive into the lyrics unless you had something else you wanted to say.
1: I always think it's interesting because I never thought about that. God Only Knows from the Beach Boys was one of the first songs that had God in the title, Mm -hmm. which makes me like, really? That seems so odd. Yeah, I think we can go straight to the lyrics and I will go first. I think it's my turn to go first. Okay. so tell me how much more suffering before you see the face of God. Tell me how much more suffering before you see the face of God. Now my eyes are blind from crying. Don't know how many more tears I've got. Mm. I am not a fan of when Bruce Springsteen does the high kind of fake falsetta. I am not necessarily a fan of when John is doing the deep grunting blues song.
0: I, Interesting.
1: I don't like that vocal styling. So immediately I'm, I am turned off by the song. Hmm. I hear his voice singing that. I'm like, oh, I don't like this one. <laughs> Skip. No, don't, don't want that. Yeah. Uh,
0: to me, it sounds a lot more natural than the very few times that John does a falsetto. I can't wait. Yeah, This doesn't seem like John stretching his range to an outer limit it just seems settling into something a little bit warm and comfortable for me but i of course always respect your difference of opinion there and it would be hard for me to imagine this song especially the pacing of the song that we've got on this recording and for that matter the covers that we've seen in something in a higher range i think it fits the tone and the tempo
1: i agree and as I'm listening to this song, mm-hmm. as we talk about, we do it on repeat. And the more I liked the song. Okay. This is a song that the lyrics had to overcome the music to me. Interesting. Okay. I really like this the wrong word. I it spoke was, to you. Yeah, the lyrics spoke to me, and i This is going to sound almost sacrilegious, but <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of "Blowing in the Wind." The idea of how many men, how many mm-hmm. more times, how many seas, that when the question is, it's limitless, and mm-hmm. so the whole idea, and I'm going to get on a soapbox, is. I wish I had Rob Carmack on the podcast. Rob, for the, you, you probably, I don't know if I, I've mentioned Rob before. He was one of the co-hosts of the Bruce Springsteen sings the alphabet that gave us, was our inspiration to do this. And his day gig is he is a pastor. He is a, a Christian pastor. And he says that there is a whole religious theme Or sect is the wrong word, but a belief that you all your suffering here on earth are just payment so that you will then have, you'll have a payoff. It's your 401k. All the suffering you do on earth is your 401k. So therefore, when you're in heaven, the next life, you will have life abundantly. He hates that theory oh thank goodness yes he said (laughs) that was what often the and like i said i'm on a soapbox the the in the deep south during the slave era that Mm. would be the philosophy the slave owners would preach to the slaves yeah the suffering in this life you will that's okay and they will embrace that that will i will be paid off when you think, how much more suffering before you see the face of God, how -hmm. much longer do I have to put these trials and tribbles before I'm going to get grace? Yeah. Uh,
0: And I I think that kind of, I, I can't describe it as anything but abusive philosophy. Yeah. It is in John's mind when he's, putting these words together. And I do think that it is not with a full acceptance of that concept that the more we suffer, the greater our rewards will be. And he talks about that when it comes to songwriting, that for a long time, he thought, oh, you have to be miserable to play the blues. Oh, you have to suffer to write a good song. And then at some point he just laughed at it. And that's complete craziness. And then we can talk about what is the face of God? And this could get really interesting. And as I have confessed, I spent six years in the pulpit. I never claimed to figure out what God is because thankfully, the faith that I uh, chose didn't require me to figure that out. It is interesting, as long as we're going down this route, that there's a lot about facing God and the idea of Are you meant to be able to see the face of God or is it something that would actually end your life? And there's Old Testament, New Testament, and I'm not a trained minister or theologian, so I won't go much more to it than that. But just in this first verse, it seems like John is either trying to find solace to or throwing off those ideas because he's asking haven't I suffered enough to get to the point that I get that salvation, that I see the face of God either in a way that means I'm asking him to answer for the suffering that I went through or that I am being welcomed by my maker into a pleasant afterlife. And then he's also saying that he's asking to see something, but he's also confessing that he's blind from his suffering. And that right there is one of the contradictions that I just love John building into a song. Like, how could he see if he's already confessed that he's blind?
1: Yeah, one of the things you were talking about is John feeling like I have to be sad or I have to be tragic to be able to write reminds me of one of my favorite stories when Dustin Hoffman was starring across from Lawrence Olivier in Marathon Man Mm -hmm. he Dustin was a method actor so Mm -hmm. he had not slept he had not ate and supposedly Sir Lawrence Olivier said have you tried acting
0: yes that's a great story (laughs) and I also do not believe in method acting so yes (laughs) although Um, it's a little bit yes yeah yeah
1: that's it I just thought (laughs) different podcast yes exactly (laughs) yeah I my ears, my eyes are blind from crying. I don't know how many more tears I've got left, right? You've wrung me out. You've mm-hmm. put me through my, you've put me through my jump through ho- loops, hoops, and I've done all this. I've gone suffering. I don't know if I have any left. My tank is empty. And then we get into, they say God is a devil so until you look him in the eye. They say God is a devil until you look him in the eye. I can't barely. I can barely lift my head up, and sometimes I don't even want to try. This is so powerful, Sylvan. Mm-hmm. The idea that um, is it the way that it, and this can get tough, right? If why, why does if there is a supreme being allow this suffering? theologians would say because man has free will mm-hmm. and but the idea they say is that god is a devil until you look him in the eye right that unless you embrace him worship him or them support them he's going to be a devil i i just i i am so beaten down the singer in this song right i, I can barely lift my head up to even ask for grace to ask for give this And I'm so discouraged, I don't even want to try, is such a strong lyric, right? This, Especially
0: following exactly what you were saying, that to say, they say God is a devil until you look him in the eye, is to say that things can seem horrible they can seem like you're in hell until you turn your will over until you find the meaning in that suffering or however you want to phrase that and john is saying here that he doesn't have the strength to make that effort to look him in the eye because he can't barely lift his head up and he sometimes he he doesn't even want to try And that can be very powerful, too. When you were talking about free will, we have the choice to say, I am not going to accept the God that asked me to suffer that you can talk about the book of Job and who was acting as a benign being or a loving God in that that just made a deal with the devil to prove that there was one good person and then caused all that suffering. Anyway, we're really getting into it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I will put a disclaimer. We get deep. So two things. One, every time I I don't even want to try, I think of riding with the king. And I don't even I try, I don't even right? try, yeah. That's immediately in my mind. The other thought is off on a side note. I don't know if anyone has watched Good Omens. That I was, have not. Okay, so Good Omens it was written by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. And the idea is that, and there's a second season on Amazon Prime. And so they show the Archangel Gabriel talking mm-hmm. to this the Michael Sheen plays an angel and mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to test job but then we're gonna if he passes the test we're gonna give him everything back if he had 80 sheep he's now gonna have 160 sheep and so the Michael Sheen character goes but you're gonna kill his children yeah <laughs> but that's okay we're gonna give him if he has four kids we're gonna give him eight kids. Yeah, but, but they will be dead. Yes, but yeah. that's okay. We're going to give them new kids. <laughs> and and it's, it's, there is a happy story, by the way, that they trick the angels into thinking that the children they hid were new children. And uh, so it's really funny. Yeah. Job and his wife, go, Oh, look, it's brand new children. And the angels, "Yeah, yes, <laughs> see, aren't you yeah. happy? Anyway, I exactly right is this this something right like i i if i'm so beaten down if i'm so discouraged how am i going to find to have this you want to take us to the next verse
0: sure i've been looking for love baby looking high and low can anybody tell me where did our love go so interesting that this kind of feels like a change of subject in the midst of this talking about what feels like a solitary journey through suffering and finding meaning and trying to right oneself with one's God. And then all of a sudden he's saying, hey, baby, where did our love go? And wait a second, is he this down? And is he questioning his spirituality just because of a bad breakup or what's happening here
1: yeah so is this a metaphor he really doesn't want to shoot the dog mm-hmm. um he really <laughs> doesn't want to drive the car through the basement is this is he overly dramatic mm-hmm. how much more suffering before i get true love how much more do i have to suffer because the face of god is you baby Telling uh-huh. me you love me. You going out to date me, right? You being my companion. Has he been overly dramatic pushing that agenda? Like, oh, I'd walk five thousand miles and <laughs> I don't know. But it does seem like it it is almost I remember once I had gotten a audio drama and I had loaded it to my phone to play it and it accidentally hit shuffle Uh and I didn't realize it and I was like this story makes no damn sense (laughs) like where is this going right right so you almost feel like wait did I fall asleep is John on another (laughs) song now right yeah
0: yeah, but, or in the grand scheme of blue songs, yeah, he's talking about one thing, but meaning another. And he's searching for that meaning, that peace that one finds in religion. But just, I'll continue on that. Sure. How much more suffering before you see the eyes of God? Because I'm busted and down to nothing. It's a long, dark road I'm on. It again seems a little bit deeper than just where did our love go we all have our hearts broken and it hurts and we feel awful but we typically don't lose our sense of self and feeling like we're on a dark road to nowhere we're just hey i thought there was going to be a companion on this road with me and now there's not and boo but yeah not busted down to nothing.
1: Yeah, and the other thing it could be that our narrator is talking about multiple things that are that is concerning them and that they're mm-hmm. having issues with. It it also the once again take a drink. Jason Isbell's latest album. He has a song called Cast Iron Skillet. Don't wash the cast iron skillet. And the two verses don't seem to connect and because they're two different stories. He says, I'm telling two different stories. I'm telling about there was a young man that I played little league ball with that later was arrested for murdering someone. And that was the first verse. The second verse is a friend of mine started dating someone who was of a different race and their family abandoned her. And so the two verses, do not connect because he's telling two different stories. So this could be that, or this is all wrapped in together. When he says, I'm not looking for love, baby, looking how I'm looking, it is this grace? I'm not looking for grace? And he tell me where all the grace is gone? I, it could be. And I'm a sucker for long down road I'm on, right? The idea... <laughs> We are all journey. We are all travelers on this life. And the idea, it's a long road and uh, that you're wanting someone to go with you. But yeah, I really like this. I know I want something right before we could see. Once again, I'm looking for some kind of... And the there feels to me an anger of perhaps how unfair life can be at times and as i heard this song over and over again my appreciation usually i am a pretty yep that's a blank i know this is a blank i'm just really i really like this song or i don't care for the song and no matter how many times i listen to it I may find, okay, now I know what I want to talk about when I visit with Sylvan, but Mm -hmm. this is rare where each listening, I went, oh, that's clever. Oh, Mm -hmm. this made me think.
0: Yes. I didn't have quite that experience, but I do know what you're talking about. And uh, there are a lot of clever things in here that it's very simple and it is more than a lot of John's songs can fade into the background. You have to be really tuned in. To get some of what he's saying, yeah, yeah.
1: How does them show up yesterday, like a rain come down from the cloud? I just didn't show up yesterday, like a rain come down from the crowd. I was one. I was own blood from the enemy long before my neighbors got proud. Mm. And then I'm gonna go on. They they ride a big fancy cars. They like to cut the grass. They sow. They ride a big fancy cars. They like the cars. They sow. You reap what you sow. Is very much mm-hmm. a thought, and the idea of he's now going, I think, a little bit from my perspective, of the hypocrites the people mm-hmm. that are not showing grace to other people in this journey. Mm-hmm. That this, and now I'm going to attack another prosperity gospel mm-hmm. that you say, if you just love God, he's, he's going you to, to be rich yeah (laughs) he wants you to be rich Uh and and if you tie so much and show your faith this is going to be doubled and tripled and quadrupled and i just it is just so powerful this quiet rant Mm -hmm. this is not angry john like we talked a few weeks ago where when we did the couple songs from the early right this is almost a a quiet begrudging john this i
0: yeah it's holding judgment and waiting for their confession so to speak but yeah and not in a holier than thou point of view because he is talking about his own suffering and wondering where his piece is but yeah. yeah I just i we all have those moments of wanting to point at someone else and saying pointing out their hypocrisy yeah. and we all have our own hypocrisies yeah i'm not quite sure where it fits in there but it does fit mm-hmm. and I was also struck by the line, I was drawing blood from the enemy long before my neighbors got proud. I am not a trained theologian. I'm not quite sure what drawing blood from the enemy means. Usually the enemy, I I think of in terms of C.S. Lewis, the screw tape letters where they refer to the enemy. For those who aren't familiar, it's a kind of tongue in cheek from a very Christian writer where the devil and his associates are discussing how to corrupt a man, how to steal a soul. And right. they are always referring to God as the enemy. So in this case, drawing blood right. from the enemy long before my neighbors got proud. I don't know if that's a little not that. And by blood, of course you think of communion. This is my blood yes. drink from me and you shall be one with me. So I don't know. any. Am I missing anything there? No, think?
1: I, I think you're very much thought of this. And I, I like that. Um, I like your thought about that, right? Is this discussion, is he feeling that way? Yeah. A lot of depth in this one. Yeah. You want to finish this up?
0: Sure. They're doing cartwheels on their front lawn. I'm still coming through the kitchen door. Tell me how much more suffering before you see the eyes of God. Tell me how much more suffering before you see the eyes of God. Now I've done my share, baby. Why don't you show me what you've got? Uh I I love that opening up with a question and then closing up the song tightly with those chords.
1: So we have going through the kitchen, Mm -hmm. which can be two things. It can be that can be a sign of friendship and love. You are mm-hmm. y- buddies coming through not the formal front door, but they come in through the garage or the back door through the kitchen, right? Family members. But it could also mean you aren't good enough to come in through the main door. Go wow. to the back door, go through the kitchen. yeah yeah yeah, deliveries go to the back of the room Uh the servants you the servant's interest is through the kitchen right and And. there i'm still having to come in as a second class citizen Mm -hmm. because i'm not given this respect and love that i should get
0: that makes perfect sense i i hadn't quite put that Uh, together there but yeah I think he is basically pointing the finger at saying these people think they're better than me they're showing me the back door or whatever yeah and when is it going to be my place but also just it's not saying that they actually have any more worth than him I'm definitely not getting that And I was also remember, this could be way too much of a tangent. Apologies, everybody. It is the holiday season. So maybe we're all a little overtired and whatnot. The kitchen always reminds me of the Robert Johnson song, Come On In My Kitchen, which is with all the respect to John Hyatt, a masterpiece and one of my all-time favorite songs. And then you get into the idea of the legend of Robert Johnson selling his soul to the devil. I, I'm wondering if that was an intentional nod, but maybe I'm just reading way too much into it.
1: Oh, no, it could be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anything else we need to talk about this? I do love the ending of just take my blank, take my shit, baby. Tell me <laughs> what you got, right? Okay, here's what I've done. Okay, What do you have it any better? It's mm-hmm. really fun.
0: All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great blue song. I do wish that there had been some more covers. Yeah. It's a song that I can't imagine being interpreted too far off the mark of what John laid out for us. And I wonder how long he had been holding on to it. As we know, sometimes he plays songs live and then they don't show up in an album for 10 or 20 years. This one, for some reason... Strikes me as he, he wrote it very close. And again, it was 2011. There's a tragedy every day. Goodness knows how many COVID albums we're going to get from people talking about the isolation and the sickness and sadness that we went through. I don't know if there was any particular thing that John was watching on the news and, made him think about how much more suffering do we have to see yeah but it's definitely a song that I can't imagine a child playing or it needs a certain voice it needs a certain roughness
1: so what I would have loved to seen is someone of someone doing this as a dramatic reading, Mm. as a poem, not a song, but reading this with a dramatic reading.
0: That would be interesting.
1: I think that would have been really interesting to hear because I think it's such a powerful lyric and poem. And to hear someone who, and I'll be like a Shakespearean actor, someone yeah. who is really their voice is an instrument. And to do this, I think would be very interesting. I would so love are someone- you.
0: I don't want to put words in your mouth. Yeah. But are you saying that in some ways the musical accompaniment, instead of enhancing this message, somehow waters it down or distracts?
1: It did to me. Okay. It did to me. Yes. And so. Yeah, because this would have been I and I won't go your ra- ratings yet, but yes, I would have. I. It was only after exploring the lyrics mm-hmm. that I went, "Wow, this is really powerful." Yeah, so, yeah.
0: And I was thinking it would be very interesting hearing it as a duet, or yes, more of a choral kind of situation, like the gospel yeah. chorus. Yeah. Could you imagine singing this? Flash Mob. Yeah. Face of God. Are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's good. Cool. All right. I, all that's right. all I have. Okay. For first, this time.
0: <laughs> As uh, we are reminded by our good friends, Jamie and others, that when Sylvan reminds us of the scale, it is going low. And a one star song is something that we'd occasionally skip. Have I ever skipped this song? Yes would I give it a one star? No. So perhaps I have to revisit my own way of rating, but for me, this is a solid three. It isn't one that sticks with me and it's not one that I'm going to turn to when I'm feeling low, because I think it doesn't really do much to lift you out of that, or even point out the foolishness of feeling low, but it's a good companion. And there are definitely some beautiful, clever lyrics in there. And I personally really love the instrumentation and the melody in this song. Face of God is three for Sylvan.
1: All right. So before I would, before, when I first heard this was going to be a one, maybe a two at the very best.
0: I asked, yeah.
1: But I am going to go with you a three. Okay. I think that the lyrics bring this up and I also want to give points for a mature theme. Yeah. I feel like that John is writing something that is has a lot of depth to it and right. some meat on the bones. And sometimes mm-hmm. you can have We've talked often. I'm quoting you now. John likes to write songs about staying in love, mm-hmm. not necessarily falling in love. And right. I think this is a wonderful a, an exploration of what it is to question your faith and be mm-hmm. that in a deity, be that into a relationship, be that into a a business arrangement right that Mm -hmm. this is your government however Mm -hmm. you want to i really do think that it this is one that i would if we had not done this i would not have done a deep dive on it and this is i would give this a five star as far as making me think because this was really i love discussing this with you and i'm glad that we got a little deep but yeah it's a three for jesse as well
0: okay i was not expecting that but i'm glad that we weren't as far apart as we sometimes are yeah and as a reminder to people this is not the only song in the john Hayek catalog where he gets into some interesting god metaphors and so forth i was reminded of whistles in my ears which goes all the way back to the beginning. And he was definitely unpacking some of his Catholic stuff in his early albums. So you'll keep on hearing this all the way through 2028. If you stick with us, which we hope you
1: will. Absolutely. All right. I am at Jesse Jackson, DFW on X, AKA Twitter and Mm -hmm. hold on. I think somebody is needing me at the door. Hold on. I'll be right (laughs) back. they Ubered home and Linda didn't have a key to the front door. So that's what she was knocking. Yes. All All right. You can find you on X. Yes, I am on X, Jesse Jackson, DFW. Please go to our iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, rate and review us. And as always, please tell someone else about the podcast. It would mean the world to us. Sylvan, they can email us if they want, if you want to share the email address and how can they reach you?
0: They can email us. Absolutely. At perfectly at gmail.com. That's also uh, how you can ask to be on a future podcast. You can find me as Sylvan Groth on Facebook or Sylvan Green Eyes on Twitter. And do please uh, find us, check out the song list, look at what's coming up. You, you If you're shy and don't want to actually do a full Zoom call with us, that's fine. You can you know send a little voice memo via the email or uh, Facebook, any of the above. We'd just love to hear from you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you want to, just send an email and we'll read the blurb on it. That's thought. All right, we've got, I'm excited that we're in F. A lot of songs that are coming up that should be a lot of fun. And I did reach out to a friend of mine who is a musician and sent the link to Feels Like Rain and asked if she could join us. So I haven't heard back yet, but I'm crossing my fingers. That would be a lot of fun.
0: That would be great. Yes, and a great song. All All right. All right. Thank you as always. Thank I you. All that's left is have a little faith.
1: Have a little faith.
0: Bye
1: bye. Baby, we
3: come on Put the cow horns back on the cadillac and message on the
2: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football